Mistur Pinyzambi here, opinionated gamer, critic, insomniac, and lunatic here to talk games, movies, comics, music, and some current events, I guess. Just a safe space and safe place to talk anything and everything. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, play the intro or whatever. Put me in a blender till I render you unconscious. Little letter, no sender, cause you know I'm so obnoxious. Listen to this podcast if you're bored of you like nonsense. Music, news, movies, mini games, and even comics. Welcome! To the Pina Zombie Podcast. Woo! Hey there, lunatics, insomniacs, gamers, and all. Welcome back. I know it was a short break, but what can I say? I missed y'all. This is the second parter of episode three titled State of Play, Love and Hate, the Love Edition. As always, let's jump straight in and talkity talk talk some games away. First up is Dragon's Dogma 2. This game looks dope as hell. A little janky, sure, but nothing that would deter me from popping this bad boy in and hunting down some dragons. Haven't killed a dragon since... I don't know, uh... Elden? Ring, maybe? And to quote Angel in the series finale of Angel... I know, deep cut. I kinda wanna slay a dragon. I actually bought the first Dragon's Dogma about a month ago, which is... Usually on sale on the Xbox Game Store for about $5, and it starts off great. You have a team with you and you fight a chimera right off the bat. There is a dedicated grab button where you can hold on to a monster and hack away at it, cutting off limbs and tails. It's pretty impressive. It looks like DD2 has improved on this design, and it looks like a ton of fun. Not going to lie though, right after that awesome intro to the game in the first one, it slows down immensely, and I haven't touched it since. However, everything in the sequel that was showcased looks like they've improved on everything, so I'm not too concerned about the pacing in this one. I'm down to explore a new and visually stunning world with intense action, and DD2 looks like it will deliver on that front. It reminds me a bit of Elder Scrolls, but with a heavy emphasis on action and combos, which is something I can get behind. If Dragon's Dogma 2 is looking more and more like uh, the fictional medieval game that we deserve for this generation. Uh, with that being said, another game that looks like we deserve for this generation is Rise of Ronin. It's like a feudal Japan cross-crouching tiger hidden dragon type of game, and it looks impressive. Rise of Ronin looks like a forgiving Sekiro game. People dig from software games for many reasons, one of them being their difficulty, but it looks like Rise of Ronin said, screw that noise, and decided to exercise a more lenient approach that helps casual gamers. Of course, I haven't played the game yet, but those are the impressions I'm getting from first glance. I hope this isn't me typecasting the game, but Rise of Ronin, every time I see it, I connote it to another deep cut of a game, uh, Soul of the Samurai. That was a badass PS1 video game about a male and female samurai who are fighting off zombie enemies. And for those of you thinking that I'm talking about Animusha for the PlayStation 2, I'm not. Although that game is also freaking amazing. SAMANOSUKE! Needless to say, I am looking forward to these games and cannot wait until they come out. I can, however, wait until dawn, which is next on the list. Look, let me start off by saying Peter Stormare is a legend and a beast. Give us the money, Lebowski. Or how about in Armageddon? 
American components, Russian components, all made in Taiwan. I haven't played until dawn. It looked fun, but is this just a remaster or a remake? I don't necessarily know what they're adding, and the original still looks great to me, so I don't know what the point of this is. I appreciate Supermassive Games. They've carved out, carved out a little spot for themselves and found their niche. They bring talented Hollywood actors into the gaming world, and that's cool as hell. But I'd rather play games and not just watch them play out with the decisions I've made. So I guess, actually, uh, I was looking it up just now. This Until Dawn game is being made playable for the PC. Uh, that's cool. I mean, more places to play more games is always a plus, right? Uh, moving on to the more main eventy Estufus on the agenda, though. Death Stranding 2. When I was watching the State of Play showcase, I had to walk out on this one. Yeah. Fortunately, I couldn't sit through it. I physically had to get up and walk out of the room. Because I didn't want any spoilers. I've been trying to get a PS5 to play the director's cut of Death Stranding for a while now. And shout out to Tito from Device Fix, who was able to score me one on a discount. So if you are in Chicago area and need help with computers, phones, or consoles, check them out. But like I was saying, I've been looking forward to playing Death Stranding for a long, long, long time now. And now that I got a PS5, I can't wait to sink my teeth in. I'm excited as hell about the prospect of this game coming out. I do, however, have someone who has watched this sneak peek and has played Death Stranding, who can speak a little bit about it. Another head of the Cerberus that helps make up Los Pina Bros, and co-head of band Vital Enigma, with yours truly, both of which can be listened to on Spotify, and finally, solo head of Drawing Block, a YouTube channel. He is an animator, editor, beat maker, and my brother, Alberto333. Special guest appearance, Say your name. Special guest appearance, Say your name. Special guest appearance, Say your name. Uh, yeah, I just want to talk about a few games in the state of play. Um, Silent Hill, The Short Message. I recently played it, and I don't want to get into it too much. I like to get into it on a playthrough. Um, but just real quick, it, it's cool. Um, it's definitely worth checking out. But I'll say this. It's, it's definitely worth watching. Not so sure about playing, but it's worth a watch. On to Silent Hill 2 Remake. This one I'm very uh, conflicted on. Um, some of it looks great and some looks awful. It makes me sound like an elitist when I talk about it, but there are just some things that I just don't agree with. And um, I don't know. Okay, one thing, one thing I just don't like is the button prompt. Press X to get the monster off him. Um, Hopefully there's an option to turn it off. And yeah, it's a little thing, but little things like that, I think, break immersion. Um, considering that I don't think any of the other games, well, at least part two, didn't have any of those button prompts. Um, Homecoming did, and I hate that game. 
Um, but that's all I'll say. Um, still keeping my eye on Silent Hill 2 Remake. Um, we'll see what happens when it comes out. Uh, Rise of the Ronin. This one, um, when I first saw this game, I was pretty much hooked. Uh, I, th <laughs> I thought it was a Ninja Turtles game at first. But, yeah, this is my kind of game. Uh, I've always liked Japanese samurai games. It looks open world, very action-oriented. The biggest letdown uh, is that it looks like it's been severely downgraded graphically from the first time they showed it. Um, I'm not a fan of when companies do that. Uh, and, you know, to me the game looks... It still looks good, but not anywhere near its first um its first premiere um i'd like to check it out keep my eye on it uh but as of right now um it's on the back burner and let's right on to death stranding 2 um i just recently finished the first one and i'd like to get on that one um like to talk about that one on another playthrough it's it's very that game is very conflicting some might not even call it a game but i'm just gonna say this i i'm definitely invested um this second one looks absolutely nuts the graphics are great the landscapes are jaw-dropping um but I, i'm just i just want to say i hope the gameplay is better um, and again, that's, I'd like to get, I'd like to give you my opinion on a playthrough because it's just so hard to talk about it without, um, showing the gameplay. Um, but I think that's all I'll say about that. Uh, I'm still very, very much looking forward to part two. Um, and then that brings me to Fizzent, Fizzent, um, not much to say about this one. They didn't show a lot or really anything. Um, but it's Kojima again, and it's an action stealth game. Uh, of course, we know him for Metal Gear Solid. And maybe it's a movie, maybe it's a game. I don't know. But whatever it is, it's pretty much guaranteed to be on another level. Um, <laughs> I just think that it's funny that nothing was shown. Um... So we might be waiting a really long time for this one. I'd like to thank my brother for joining us on this episode. I appreciate it. And on to the little next little segment that we have going on. Kojima is working on a new tactical espionage video game. That sounds freaking dope. Kojima is someone you want to be constantly working. He is an auteur, whether you like him or not. He pushes the limits of what a video game can be and do. I mean, he's not without his faults, but the stuff he puts out has a lot more pros than cons. The video game industry benefits with him in it, making games. Because even if you don't care for the MGS franchise, which is ludicrous, even if Guns of the Patriots is terrible, he's still a visionary. He has tons of ideas, and although some of them may not land, most of them do. Who knew listening to Billy Idol's rebel yell while running a full tilt in the rain, taking down an enemy base as Venom Snake would be as epic as it is? But it is! 
With that being said, I'm sure the question on everyone's mind is, can you recapture that Metal Gear Solid magic? Maybe not, but I don't think he's trying to. Kojima isn't trying to one-up Metal Gear Solid. I think he's moved on. What he's trying to do, I think he just has so many ideas because he's been in the technical espionage genre for so long, he can't help but have ideas cooking in his mind. Publishing studios may not like him because he dials up the room service and requests millions of dollars to make games, and gamers can sympathize with that. But the games he makes are adored by gamers. Even the gamers who hated Death Stranding and called it FedEx Simulator still have either come around on it or at the very least appreciate what the game is about and what it's doing. I mean, people are still buying this game. It's doing great. They had a 10-minute preview for Part 2 on State of Play because people are wowed by it. You don't give a game that big of a showcase if you don't care about it at all or if it isn't selling units. Hell, you don't give the man himself two minutes to pretty much say, yeah, I'll uh, make a game for you sometime down the line, unless you know it's going to lead to some chatter and some excitement. He gave us a working title, Physit. And you know, that, that's, that's awesome. It's like, to no one's surprise, everyone, a lot of people are talking about it. Everyone's excited for it. But uh, we're nearing the end of this episode. So a couple of quick things. Uh, Super Bowl is this Sunday. Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Fran 49ers. Uh, go out, hang out with your friends and family. Have a great time, but stay safe. If you're going to get wrecked, just do it someplace you'll be safe. Valentine's is also coming up, so go. Be with your significant other. And if you're single right now, feel free to play me on loop and listen to my sultry voice. Because if no one else loves you, which I highly doubt, I definitely do. As always, thanks for listening, and always remember, storytelling is a way we share what we love to who we love. So go play, watch, read, write, listen, and tell your stories. I'll catch y'all on the next one.